Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Erin Summers, joined by John DeShazer. Big week ahead as there's the Senior Bowl this weekend, as well as the Pro Bowl, both big events that the Saints will be at. We have Sean Dezan, who is joining us as he's on the way to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl to break down some of the prospects that we're supposed to see and give us a little insight into what's happening this week there ahead of the game on Saturday. That game is at 1.30 Central. It'll be on NFL Network, um, and it's going to be played at the University of South Alabama. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. In uh, route to Mobile, should be there any minute now, so... Uh yeah so this is you know a postseason college football all-star type game for players who have reached their their eligibility in college um 55 players on both teams so 110 players that executives coaches from all over the nfl come out to see when you're heading to this event what do you look forward to or, or what are you looking to get out of it well, it's, it's kind of like a mini convention here of coaches, executives, scouts, agents, players, um, and we all kind of media, everyone kind of descends here in Mobile, Alabama. Um, it's been here for years and just kind of this, this kind of like, there's a little bit of everything. And I, I, I just like the interaction with uh, team personnel, um, agents that, you know, we've all you know, developed relationships with, watching the product on the field seeing who possibly helps themselves uh, with a good week. Um, we've seen it time and time again with certain players. So um, it's, it's always an interesting week because it comes right between the, the championship games and the Super Bowl. Um, but it's always, it's always a good time here down here in Mobile. Yeah, and John, I know you've gone for several years. From a team standpoint, being a team employee, what is something that you're trying to get out of this week? Yeah, more years than I can count, actually. Um, <laughs> the um, you know what you get out of it, you, you see the players um work, and especially I think maybe more so the small school players that you don't get a chance to see a whole lot. You get a chance to see them um, play against or practice against a higher level of competition. Nobody really looks at the game and says, "Okay, a guy really skyrocketed his stock in the game." But it's really, as Sean said, during the week when you see those workouts and you see those guys in the individual drills and the team drills where they kind of make a mark. And, and, and for the teams, you know, you, you want to hear, you know, you don't always get a great gauge off of it, but you want to hear, you know, just talk to some people about who they interviewed and who, who interviewed well, because, you know, these are things that they kind of keep, you know, keeping in track. Uh, if not for now, for this season, and it's something that they reflect on maybe, four or five years from now when they look at a guy in free agency and say, okay, what kind of interactions did we have with him way back in, in 2022? What kind of a person was he, you know, was he knowledgeable? Did he understand? Did he process information? That kind of thing. So, you know, those are the things you kind of look for over here. Yeah. I know Mickey Loomis said that last year was really important because of the COVID restrictions, having this ability to talk to some of the players, be around them a little bit, because that wasn't something they were able to do last year as much as usual. This year, things have been a little more relaxed. They've gotten a little more of an ability to see and talk to some of these players. Who are some of the prospects going in that you guys have been intrigued by or you think would be a good fit for the Saints, Sean? Yeah, there were a couple of names I was looking at. Uh, you know, JD made a good point about some of the small school guys because there was two. Depending on what happens with uh, Teron Armstead, they could be in the market for a new tackle. 
Uh, Trevor Pinning out of Northern Iowa, which is a, a small school guy, huge, um, a huge player. Um, mm-hmm. Played well, obviously, at that level. But, you know, this is where you can really uh, – if you play well these practices, that all of a sudden updates your tape because it's probably – the one thing with these guys that when they come out of these small schools is, all right, how does he do against competition when you get that opportunity here? I can think of uh, the Tampa Bay's guard, Ali Marpet, a few years ago, went to, uh, God, I forget the university, but I'm not even sure if it was D2. I think it was more D3, um, but that could certainly happen. Max Mitchell out of uh, ULL is a guy. Uh, I'm very curious to see how he does because he's a guy that's got great uh, athleticism, got great size. Um, the UL offense, they ran a lot. Of, they ran the ball a lot. So it has to see how he does against, you know, one-on-one pass rushing capabilities. And then uh, Drummond, uh, the receiver out of Ole Miss, obviously we know the need for the Saints at the wide receiver position. And I think they're going to sign one. I think they're going to draft one. Um, and they've drafted a couple over the years, but not necessarily that high. But we'll see what happens with a few of those players as well. Yeah, you mentioned the offensive tackle. I know uh... – Bernard Raymond from Carnegie Mellon is another guy that's been high on a lot of people's list, another small school there. It's, you know, it's hit or miss sometimes with some of these players, but the Saints have found people there. You know, obviously Adam Troutman was somebody that caught their eye a few years ago and Cam Jordan is somebody who played in this game. And obviously we know what his career has been like. Uh, John, any other players, you know, that you've kind of looked at for this week? No, I think Sean canvassed it really well. I mean, I was, you know, thinking about Mac Mitchell when I came and, and you know, because I believe the Saints are going to have to take another offensive. You, you saw last season, you can't have too many of them. <laughs> you can't have too many good ones. Uh, so I think that's going to be somewhere that they're going to be looking. And, and, of course, I totally agree with them on receiver. They're going to probably draft one and probably see if they can get one in free agency. I mean, those, those are, to me, red alert positions for the Saints where they've got to get some people and and kind of you know say hey we, we got to be we got to have some depth there if, if not starters we got to have some people who can step in because at those positions uh, receiver you go deep offensive line you go deep and the fact of the matter is people just people get hurt and you have to have quality depth at those positions so you know I don't think they're going to be looking at a quarterback here of course you know you've got Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter uh, the kids from you know, Cincinnati and from Pitt I don't know that the Saints are going to be taking a, a quarterback in the draft in back to back years. I think more so they'd probably be looking for a veteran uh, as a starter, but you know, offensive line and, and, and receiver, I, I think those are just high alert positions. Yeah, I mean, I have to give a shout out to my alma mater because Sam Howell is going to be there, even though he didn't have the year that we wanted him to have. He is, uh, he's a capable quarterback. So uh, hopefully he does well this week. Um, that's just, you know, personal thing here. Uh, Sean, as you, Go through this week. I know we're going to hear from some of the Saints executives. Mickey Loomis always speaks this week. There's also this coaching search that's going on. What are some of the other you know areas that you're going to try to look into outside of maybe just the senior role while you're here? Oh, this is uh, John. I'm backing up on this. I mean, other than the year Coach Payton was suspended and was reinstated the day we were here, I can't think of a more uh, newsworthy just in terms of uh, senior bowl week. Just in terms of a obviously the product on the field would be, oh, by the way, there's a head coaching search going on. There's coaching candidates here that they're probably going to interview. I know there was a report that they interviewed uh, Flores last night. So that adds a whole other dynamic to this when you talk about, you know, realistic options for this team to draft and also uh, naming who the next head coach could be or going through the process of getting to that uh, next head coach. And, you know, 
I, I, I'm assuming Dennis Allen's here. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm assuming he's, he's probably going to be here at some point. So he's going to be in the mix as well. So um, just from a pure, you know, newsworthy um, the standpoint, there are a lot of things going on from, a, from the Saints point of view and probably one of the more uh, noteworthy senior bowls that we've seen in, in quite some time. Cause this has always sort of been Mickey Loomis's kind of de facto end of year press conference. We meet him up here. He talks about the season that was looking ahead. There's a whole lot to talk about, and he just talked two days ago or three days ago. So um, it's going to be a very interesting uh, dynamic here in Mobile. Sean, you've dealt with DA several years now. What kind of a candidate do you do you believe he is for the Saints? I mean, we know he's kind of flipped that defense around completely, but what kind of a head coaching candidate is he? I think he'd be a terrific candidate. I really do, and I think he he fits a lot of the things that they're looking for, uh, just in terms of uh, cultural fit been around, understands the culture, learned under Sean Payton. And I know a lot of people are going to knock his, his time at, with the Raiders. Um, I think sometimes that can be a benefit. If, if, you, if you fail really hard, sometimes you have no choice but to look at yourself and, and try to find ways to improve. And, and let's not forget, it wasn't like he was a phenomenal defensive coordinator before he got the Raiders job. He came back and got to the Saints and became an incredible defensive coordinator, looked inward, improved, matched that scheme with the personnel, um, and, you know, that third down defensive package is one of the best in the NFL. We watch his coverage, his blitz packages. Uh, so in-game uh, schematics, I think he's phenomenal. Um, I think the players respect him. And, you know, I thought Mickey Loomis, all the reasons you would pick a guy like Dennis Allen, I think Mickey Loomis kind of touched on it in his press conference. They're not tearing this thing down. They're kind of keeping things going. They want, they like the cultural fit. They want to keep it going. They're not starting fresh. And, you know, if you were to go outside the family, if you will, um, you know, a guy like DA probably is, is not going to be back. So there's a lot of factors there that I think work in uh, Dennis Allen's favor. How attractive is this job? I, I, Mickey touched on that also, how you know, when he did this in 2005, it was, it was not the most appealing job to have in the NFL, to, to be mild. How attractive is it now? I think it's it's up there. I mean, I think it's one of the best. I mean, you have a, a, a deep roster, or a, a, I shouldn't say deep, a, a good, talented roster. I mean, every every team is battling for depth. Um, you won nine games a year ago. Now you can say, okay, maybe that's an average record, but, you know, you, average can go both ways. Glass half empty, obviously you're closer to the bottom. Glass half full, you're closer to one of the playoff teams. But you're two or three pieces away from being back in the conversation of being uh, a, 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 at least a playoff team, if not a contender. Plus, the news today with Tom Brady retiring, all of a sudden that NFC South does not look like the gauntlet it once was. So I think it's a very attractive job. Yeah, Tom Brady retiring, um, uh, well, officially retiring himself right. because right. You know, they had announced it on him Sunday, and it, it was you know, probably bad timing more than anything. I think I think today would have, would have obviously been his preference. Uh, when you see these players, if you were able to give them a bit of advice during senior bowl week, what would it be? Because I think a lot of them, you know, obviously they're, you know, I guess sometimes you can get a little bit, you know, a little bit maybe discouraged when you're a senior and you see all the fawning over junior players. Uh, but the senior players obviously have something off because these guys get drafted and they get drafted high. If you, if you had an advice, what would you give them this week? I would just say, Take every opportunity to get on the field as a chance to enhance your resume. Look at it that way um, and just take advantage of every chance you get to be in front of a scout, in front of a uh, coach, in front of a head coach. 
um, and just look at it as a situation where you, you are building your resume. And regardless of, you know, I know sometimes there's a reputation, well, if the guy was three and out uh, from his college career, that maybe the, perhaps they're a, you know, a hotter prospect, if you will. But at this point, get that out of your mind. It doesn't matter. You got to focus on you, focus on the task at hand. Um, don't get discouraged if you make a mistake, bounce right back. But this is a chance to enhance your resume. And if you have that focus, I think, uh, and we've interviewed players a lot over the years here, you can kind of tell which ones really get that and some of the ones that are a little lost with that. So I think that that is key in a week like this week. Over the years, have you seen more positions probably be more NFL ready here? Because, I mean, you know, sometimes, again, people might look at a senior and say, okay, what's this upside? But, you know, you get a senior offensive lineman who started for four years, and that is of great benefit, it seems, when they get to the NFL. It, it does kind of seem like the trenches is where um, – I have to check the numbers, but it does feel like the trenches is where the coaches seem to hone hone in on. Uh, you know, do they have it or do they not? Because I guess sometimes that can be masked in certain schemes or certain things where they're playing the conference that they're playing in, the competition that they're playing in. But it feels like in the trenches is where you can see a lot of guys rise, a lot of guys fall uh, based off their performance. So guys from all these different backgrounds and you get them on the field and I think that's where it's hard to fake it you know either you, you kind of have it you've grown in that role or you have it and I think that's that that will probably be where I would lean in, in the trenches the offensive and defensive line we've talked about how many of these players could possibly get drafted or, or selected you know 106 of them out of last year's senior bowl got drafted and 36 were selected in the first three rounds so there is a possibility of of moving up and, you know, getting a, a higher draft selection by your performance here, or even to some of the interviews that you do when you're out there, Sean, you mentioned talking to some of the players, who are some of the players that, that you like to talk to, or, or you want to talk to this week? Always love to talk to the LSU guys, even with the local connection as well. Um, and Sam Howell, who interestingly enough, had he gone out last year from what I'm reading, he probably would be rated a little higher going into this class. So I think he's actually got a lot to maybe, proven maybe he can rise uh with a good week here and i do think the Saints going to do the new deal quarterback class you know there's a lot of talk about can we pick it being perhaps the best quarterback here you know uh with my talking to him um you know it took quite some time in mean, 15 years uh, you know, we saw with uh, with our field, get a feel for where the quarterbacks at. Maybe they don't reveal much. Mickey's the master at you know, kind of masking you know his 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 intentions here because he understands his draft stuff uh, intel. But maybe try to get a feel for where they sit in terms of how they view these quarterbacks from the Saints' perspective. I think would be interesting as well. And then just for everybody that's going to kind of tune in to the coverage this week, where can we find what you're doing, and and where can we see some of the reports that you're going to be bringing? Yep, I'm at Sean Bazan, Fox 8 on Twitter, uh, Fox 8 in New Orleans. Uh, our reports start today at 4 o'clock. It'll be 4, 5, 9, and 10. And then uh, you can check out our final play app or fox8live.com for our stuff on the web. Perfect. Thank you so much. I know you are on the way there, so I appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully you will get there safely, and we look forward to seeing what you bring from this week, and, and hopefully it's all good stuff for the Saints. All right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. 
Appreciate Sean joining us on his way to Mobile Senior Bowl again this weekend, Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Central on NFL Network, so you can watch it there. Practices are going to be aired on ESPN all week, and there will be a lot of coverage if you want to keep up with any of the players and what the Saints are doing as far as their head coaching search goes. John, I know you have a lot going on this weekend while you're there, and then you're going to be on the road with the Pelicans. And then the Saints also have the Pro Bowl this weekend. So it's a busy week. Even though the Saints season is over, we got a lot going on. Yeah, it never ends when you um, when we're working for both organizations, right? So <laughs> we've always got something to do. There's not a whole lot of downtime during seasons. So looking forward to it, though. It always keeps you sharp, always keeps you busy. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, jump on the road with Pelicans. It'll be, it'll be, I was talking to Graf. It'll be my first Pelicans road trip since the NBA shut down when we were in Sacramento. And I guess that was the, what was that? Two years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a long time since I took a Pell's road trip. So I'm just looking forward to it from that standpoint, if nothing else. All right. So you're heading to Denver and Houston with the Pelicans and then some of the saints uh, social team is getting to go to Vegas for the pro bowl. So I, I don't know how you missed out on that trip. Yeah. That's just bad timing. Um, that's just, <laughs> fortunate that's just you know I didn't I didn't know that we were going to do the whole Pro Bowl thing in Vegas otherwise you know it'd be Daniel Salerson who would have been on the road with the Pelicans and I would have been in Vegas but uh, but uh, you know just lucky and you know, fortunate and blessed to have a job where we can travel and that kind of stuff so but yeah Vegas Denver I, I'd have taken Vegas I'm sorry I'd have taken Vegas yeah before I let you go let's just touch on the Pro Bowl real quick you know Cam Jordan JT Cray both great honors for them to be able to be there and to play. I know we hear from Jordan a lot. We were able to talk to Gray on the podcast uh, last week, just kind of going into this weekend and, and that game, you know, for these players, what do you think that it, it means to them to be able to, to play? Well, I mean, it's, you know, people downplay the pro bowl and they don't like the voting and, and those kinds of things, but for the players who, who do, do get to go there, uh, it's a pretty high honor. I mean, you know, it's it's part peers and part fans. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where I think a lot of those guys, you know, I don't care what they say, they look forward to it. That's why they, you know, that's why they have grievances when they don't make it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think they they really enjoy it. And, and it's a time to really kind of go. You take your family, you enjoy the week. Um, it's really not necessarily about football because they're not really going to be hitting each other in the game. And, you know, it's a lot of brother-in-law defense. They hold you up and you know, and that kind of thing. But, you know, for, for everything else, it's just a fun time to interact with players. Um, I think a lot of players go there and um, recruit. Uh, if they're unrestricted free agents there, there's a chance to talk to them. Hey, man, mm-hmm. I want to come out. Hey, man, we got to give you a call. You know, take take the call. So, you know, from that standpoint, I think it's a lot of fun just to, you know, I've, I've been in that environment with them when they were in Orlando a couple of years ago. And mostly it's just kind of guys goofing around and having a lot of fun. And it's a relaxed atmosphere, which is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's always fun to watch. I know, you know, as you mentioned, some people kind of hate on it, but it looks like they have a fun time doing it. And I think that's a lot of what matters in this. So definitely some good football to tune into this weekend before we get ready for the Super Bowl. And uh, it's going to be that's going to be a fun matchup as well. Uh, John, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the, the week at the Senior Bowl. And before we end this podcast, we have to pay some bills here with Terminex locally owned for over 70 years. They'll fix your pest and termite problems. They termite problems. 
I never say that right. They have effective solutions that will help to eliminate pest problems throughout the year. Their custom treatments adapt to the season to address seasonal pest activity to protect your home and business all year long. They provide residential and commercial pest and termite control services for the South Shore, North Shore, and river parishes of Louisiana. Protect your home with Terminix. All right, that does it for today. We will be back later this week on the New Orleans Saints podcast. For John DeShazer, I'm Erin Summers. Thanks for joining us.